all human thought, all science, all religion, is the holding of the candles of the world's past and are we ceasing to get we gave the start knowledge for the gate to the cosmos to hear reality pointless ring of our fight when the stars are running back they could flood the trash the sky but when the stars were wrong they could not live but although they no longer lived they would never really die when the universe is vast and inexplicable and you are weak and insignificant then you know you're playing call of cthulhu this is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today, we will be playing Session 2 of Good Vibes Only, a scenario written by Fedra Floru, aka me, and published by Stars Are Right. This scenario is available to buy and run for your own group. Just check our website or buy directly on DriveThruRPG. Link below. Now, who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Nicola Kuhn, and Good Vibes Only is a good name for an online retailer selling sex toys. Great thought of the day. <laughs> Noxicals. I'm playing James Canavan, and uh, the existence of good vibes only suggests that there might also be a bad vibes only, selling terrible sex toys. <laughs> Lydia. I'm playing Russell Duran, and I'm still extremely perturbed by the cliffhanger in the toilet at the end of the last episode. Seb. The cliffhanger in the toilet would make a great episode <laughs> title, actually, if it didn't give the game away. Shoot. Okay. Sorry, Seb. I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm Seb, I'm going to be playing Karen, and uh, personally I think the cliffhanger in the toilet could be a great title for this episode, <laughs> unless some real crazy shit goes down. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, want it to go down, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Fedro, your keep for the day, and I hope your crazy shenanigans don't get you any splashback. Oh. <laughs> So often a pun makes me feel physically sick. <laughs> Ew. Noxicals, tell us what happened last time. The sun beats down on the soon-to-be attendees of the Heartland Hill Retreat as they leave their phones and other modcons behind and enter the picturesque woodland grounds. A crowd of 20 or so people in search of peace, relaxation and maybe more Listen to the retreat leader, Guru Sage, as she promises a life-changing experience that will remove all negativity. Our ragtag band find themselves randomly grouped together for activities, along with two young women, Kiana and Talia. As they are led to the bonding yurt by Malcolm, their hunky but dim activity leader, Karen's enthusiasm finds several of the crew caught up in an impromptu group hug. Russell manages to avoid the awkward display of affection, and enters the yurt just in time to see Kiana seemingly replace the incense that was burning in the centre of the tent. He opts to stay silent as the others also enter and take their places for the first activity. Malcolm leads the group through sharing details of an item that is personally important to them. Karen shows the group a Swiss army knife, a gift from her mum who passed away too young. Russell shows his first ever stethoscope a reminder of his journey to the UK from Cambodia to find a better life. Nicola shares a necklace showing her Chinese zodiac sign, a symbol of her heritage and her personal search for her birth family. James shows a sketchbook containing the original rough sketches of his first graphic novel. Talia shows a matchbox containing milk teeth belonging to her baby sister. And Kiana shows a seashell, a supposed memento of an important family trip. Several of the group suspect Kiana is lying about the shell's importance, but again, everyone stays quiet. Malcolm seems surprised at the slightly sombre tone of the discussion, looking towards the incense in puzzlement several times, but he shakes it off and shares how important his Nutribullet is to him. After a short group meditation, the party is shown to their cosy cabin. It doesn't take long before Kiana shares some strange, disturbing and incredible details about the Heartland Hill retreat. She claims her partner attended the retreat previously and returned changed, but not for the better. 
Seemingly indifferent and uncaring in a manner she never was before, Kiana's partner now seems almost lobotomized. Kiana also found a series of strange notes taken by her partner during the retreat, suggesting that the incense may have been drugging attendees, making them euphoric and suggestible. The notes also suggest that reminding oneself of negative thoughts and feelings can help snap them out of the strange reverie. But before Kiana can convince everyone to help her investigate what's going on, the party make a horrible discovery. The cabin toilet is firmly and disgustingly clogged. So, here you find yourself, Karen, staring right into the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> Mate! <laughs> Don't stare too long into that abyss, because you know what abysses do. <laughs> I swear to God, man. It's not staring back. Um, it could be anyone, including you. I mean, we haven't been here for that long, right? But you've all taken toilet breaks. I've mentioned it very specifically and several times. <laughs> okay. Um, so Karen's going to kind of take a look and then um, turn around, close the door, still kind of needing to go, but recognizing that, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was just a, this was like a, this was like a common sense uh, toilet break as opposed to I need to go toilet break. You know, like one of those ones where you're about to go on a road trip and you're like, yeah, I should probably go. Um, but, but yeah, you're not, you're not going to like be in any trouble if you don't. Um, I've spent way too long explaining this. I'm just going to move on. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll close the door behind her and then say, um, um, not to start on a downer, but, um, it seems like the toilet's a bit blocked. Oh, who did that? Uh, now, the, the hilarious thing would be if it was me and I didn't know that. <laughs> as, as the character. It might be you. Roll intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it, was, if it was Karen, she would have tried to, like, fix the problem with the tool she had available. With a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> I was going to say, how big is the blade on the Swiss Army knife? Does it have a plunger attachment? I assume there's like a I'm assuming there's like a brush or something in there. <laughs> so just just to check, Keeper. Yeah. Do we know as characters whether or not we've gone number two? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could literally be any of you. So if you feel like you might have done it, maybe you did it. Maybe more than one of you did it. Who knows? This is a cumulative is... effort of people not paying attention and forgetting to flush or just not caring. Like, what kind of people do you take us for? There was that bit when when me and Karen went to the toilet at the same time and both sat and both pooped simultaneously. That was awkward. Now, hang on. How are you arranged? Is this... No. You know what? No, I don't. No. I know Kiana I know. approaches the toilet and says, oh, whoa, wow. Okay. Um. Well... Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe we can get Malcolm to to come and help and well Didn't well, you say that complaining about things would be a bad idea? Oh yeah, not not complain, just ask for some for some help, some cleaning materials or whatever, and then maybe while he's distracted I take the office keys. Maybe we have a look. What they what they're no having in there? Handyman here. I know they said there's no cleaners, but surely there should be somebody who deals with maintenance. I don't know about that. I guess Malcolm would be the one to check with anyway. Seems sensible. Oh, uh, uh, I'm confused. We're, we're hoping Malcolm will spend ages unclogging a toilet so we can check for an invisible wall. Oh no, I, I don't think that will happen. But while Malcolm is looking at one of you clean the toilet in awe, then maybe I could steal the keys from his pocket and we can go and see what they have in the office. I, um, ah. I don't know if we should be stealing from... Borrowing, borrowing, borrowing. I, that makes me uncomfortable. Should Look, what if we go and, and check for this uh, invisible barrier first and then... You know, if it isn't there, then we don't actually need to steal or, anything. then if it's not there, I'm not lying and we need to do this. And if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. I'm going to take the keys and I'm going to do it by myself. You do whatever you like. 
I don't think anybody thinks that you're lying. I'm sure it feels very real to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Condescending much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a GP, it's what he does. Be condescending. It's also in- entirely fair, right? I mean, it sounds mm. bonkers. Yeah. Look, fine, I'm sorry I said anything. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> One hand is behind her back. <laughs> I'm not rolling psychology again. I cried last time. I don't think we need to. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Um. Okay. So uh, there are two things here, right? We have a clogged toilet that we can try and do something about now, or maybe after the gratitude journaling or whatever it's called. And then there is just taking a walk to see if we can find an invisible wall. If we don't start walking now, we won't have time. So are we just going to try and take a walk? Or are we going to go and ask Malcolm if he has a plunger? I mean, from a physics perspective, sometimes this sort of thing solves itself if you just leave it for a while. I Not mean, this if, one. You, if you look at the <laughs> pressure of the water on top of the... Because, uh, you know, it's it's not a... a it, it's not a fixed solid. It's still kind of fluid in a... It doesn't matter. Look, it, it might fix itself, is what I'm saying. You um, want to roll some it. some science or engineering of some sort or mechanical <laughs> repair? I would I would love to. <laughs> mechanical engineering. I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that, that Karen is aware of the same physics that I am. That's okay. This operates under my physics, which is not any physics that anyone studied. So I'll tell you Excellent. based on your role. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, let's go. So would that be physics or engineering? Um, mechanical repair, engineering, physics, whatever you want. That is a success. You can tell based on this world's physics and mechanical repair that this will not, in fact, be able to be repaired mechanically. Uh, and it will most likely need a very powerful chemical agent to be gone through. Well, I think my recommendation would be that we find another toilet to use for the rest of the day. That's, that seems wise, um, but but this is our um, this is our bungalow and the others all have... I mean, do you think we should ask another group to share? It's a bit awkward. I mean, why not? Uh, Kiana, you said that they'll all be very positive. The toilet is very closely adjacent to your beds. Just letting you know. So it's somewhat fragrant then. Oh yeah. Nice. Over time it's going to get more and more. We should tell them. We should. You, they're going to find out. They're going to know that it was one of you and <laughs> we can't just we can't just leave. What if it gets worse? Just just to be clear. What are they going to do if we tell them that a toilet's gotten clogged? Uh, well, the rules say we have to clean it ourselves, so I guess they're just going to give us some stuff to clean it, right? Oh, fine. That's f- that's that fine. That seems reasonable. I've cleaned a toilet before. That's fine. Oh, we have a volunteer. I didn't say that. <laughs> you know, I've cleaned up my own messes before, and this isn't my mess. Okay. It's no one's mess. So it's everyone's mess. I'll do it. I'm. I am a doctor. These things do not <laughs> disgust me. Trust me, I'm a doctor. So who wants to go and call Malcolm? I'm just gonna take a step back here so that I don't draw attention to myself. It's fine. I- I'll go. I'll go. We bonded earlier over a hug, anyway. <laughs> that looks fun. Um, and uh, yeah, Karen will step outside to go and see if she can find him. Uh, Malcolm is taking a little jog around the lake in preparation for the next activity. Great. Yeah, Karen will will jog over to him. Oh, are you joining me for a little run? Ah, that's right. It's a a great way to start uh, gratitude journaling activity. I was about to come pick you up in a little bit. (sighs) Hi. Yeah, I love running. Um, uh, You know, I I also, um, I I quite like... uh, Actually, I don't think this is going to be an easy segue, but, um, well, uh, I... I also uh, like shit. You know what that is? <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, it's, it's no problem. Um, we're, we're happy to, to, to clean it, but our, our toilet's a little bit blocked. Um, I don't suppose oh, you've my. got anything that can, that can help with that, do you? Uh, we had a look in the room, but I didn't think uh, 
the the brush would quite do it. Okay, well, let, let me come take a look and uh, I'll see what we got. He's start, start jogging towards your cabin. Sure, thank you. Uh, everyone, you see Malcolm enter the room, followed by Karen. He says, "Oh my goodness! Well, what a what a wondrous opportunity for some ka- karma yoga, isn't it? Who who? It, it doesn't matter who did this. We're we all we all smelt it. Uh, I'm gonna go to the office and uh, well grab a couple of things that I think you most likely need for this. Uh, I'll be right back." He says he uh, pulls the some keys out of his back pocket and starts jogging away. I think we're all wondering if the new triplet is actually to blame here. <laughs> Did he sneak in because he didn't want to clog the staff toilet and now he's making mm-hmm. us clean it? Mm-hmm. Mystery solved. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Kiana is very mysteriously uh, like half hiding behind a plant. She looks like she's ready to pounce. She's just hiding in the shadow, proper stealthy. Um, <laughs> and uh, after a little bit, he returns. He's holding a bucket, a pair of gloves, some goggles, and a bottle of what appears to be some cleaning liquid of some sort. In fact, looking closer at the label, it reads as pure sulfuric acid. Oh dear. Uh... This is the strongest we have. And it looks like it'll need it. So, who volunteers? Pure sulfuric acid. Karen will be very perplexed as to why we're using an acid and not an alkaline for this. <laughs> it is a cleaning. It is a cleaning supply. I researched this. It is used for unclogging toilets canonically <laughs> in real world, not just in my head. <laughs> nice. Andrea has a whole separate, elaborate head cannon about how toilets are unclogged, but she didn't use that for this scenario. This one, this is real. Amazing. Uh, great. Um, yeah, let's get started. She pa- uh, he passes you the bucket and all the cleaning supplies, including a, an extra large plunger and a second brush in case you need it. Is there any safety equipment like eye protection or goggles? Yeah, goggles. And gloves. Yeah. I was going to say, be needing those. Okay. Are you going in, Karen? Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, like, Russell volunteered, but I'm now holding the stuff. And... Yeah, you can... <laughs> the decision's been made for you. Karen, like, doesn't really care. Like, she's she's dealt with, with worse stuff than this, I think, in the past. So she'll just be like, sure. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh, as you clean the toilet, I'll need a dexterity roll and then separately a constitution roll to see how the process affects you physically Absolutely. and emotionally. Um, I just wanted to point out that I've run the, this is the fourth time I'm running this game and this is the fourth time Karen is cleaning the toilet. <laughs> wow, for real? Yeah. Right. It's that engineering background. Can't, can't keep her away from the plumbing. It is fated. <laughs> Right, that is a hard success on the dexterity. She is very good at the mechanical aspect of this. No splashback after all. Yep, but let's see if she can not throw up. Oh my goodness. Look at you go. That is a success. She also does not throw up. Done. She is cool as a cucumber throughout the very entire deadly. process. Uh, Malcolm has been very impressed at your performance. He's just standing there with a big smile on his face, like, hmm, yes, this is this is good. This is good cleaning. Uh, and then, yeah, she'll, she'll finish up, take off the gloves, put them in the bucket with with, uh, with everything else and hand it back to Malcolm and say, uh, no worse than cleaning the engine, really. Excellent. That's the spirit. Some, some good hard karma yoga can really help clean the toilet and clean the mind. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and return these to the office, and then I'll come pick you up for the next activity, which is, uh, oh, it, it appears we appear to be a few minutes late. Um, is there a chance that we could have watched Kiana carefully? You can roll a spot hidden this. if you yeah, like, but all right. I guess if you're watching her carefully, you probably would have seen her pick up the key from his pocket. So she went for it, and yeah. she successfully pickpocketed him, and he didn't notice. Yeah. So he's now heading back to the office only to discover that he does not have the keys yeah. to return this stuff. Yeah. Okay, all right, just gonna 
side-eye Kiana and uh, hope for the best, I guess. We never okayed this plan, so it's on her. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Karen. So, um, we probably don't have time to go for that walk now, but uh, at least we've got our backup plan with the key. And we'll look at Kiana. She brandishes the keys with a smile. Yes, well, we probably shouldn't keep it out. She says, does anyone want to join me later? See, you're seriously planning on breaking into the the meditation hall? Uh, Well, first to the office to see if there's any information about what they're doing here. And uh, then to the meditation hall. Uh, What are my other... Like, what's my alternative? Uh, Go hit my head against the dome or... Uh, abandon Sylvia to her fate. Nobody is asking you to abandon Sylvia, but you must see this is a difficult thing to accept. I, I really think we should try and make time somehow for the, this walk that we've talked about. Maybe, I mean, if you're unconvinced, you can go and people who believe me can can help me out because if we don't have that much time and if if they see all of us and they get suspicious, we've got a we've got a lunch break coming up, <laughs> okay? Precisely. We're, we're doing this journaling thing and we can we can all be on the lookout to see if anything else if anything strange happens and then we've got a lunch break. You know, you know it'd be perfectly normal for for us to eat whatever they put in front of us and then want to, you know, take a walk to help digest. That's normal. And then when are we going to go to the office? Well, I mean, there's there's plenty of opportunity, right? I mean, does it have to be... <sighs> okay. Are you going to try and do it at lunchtime? I was... I guess I'm... It's I just don't to... want to wait. I don't want them to get a head start. I don't want them to notice that something's wrong. I... Okay, I... I, I guess... You want to think it through carefully before you try any breaking and entering, surely... Being thrown off the premises is not going to help Sylvia. That's not going to happen, trust me. Being thrown off is the last thing they want to do. But worse things might happen. Anyway, um, I see Malcolm. He's, he's on his way back. I think James will sort of cast about the room, like, to try and get a sense of how other how much other people believe or are on board with what Kiana is saying, because James is pretty weirded out by it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you can speak your minds, everyone, what you would see, unless you want to roll psychology first, or how obvious does everyone make where they stand? I think Karen um, was getting some strange vibes from Malcolm earlier. Uh, Kiana just seems a bit more... Um, uh, sort of genuine in terms of the way she's talking about stuff. So, uh, Karen will, will just not roll psychology. She'll just be like, yeah, you know what? I trust this person. I don't trust that person. Okay. Given that they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> she's maybe wrong. I reckon Russell thinks that both of them completely believe that they are telling the truth to themselves. Mm-hmm. Nicola's on the same page as Russell, I think, and uh, she's, you know, she, she, she studies psychology. She's got a load of examples rattling around in her head of um, famous case studies of people who underwent traumatic experiences or like unexplained phenomena where their personality changed overnight. And it just, it occurs to her that it's pretty, like, if you feel like your spouse comes home and they're changed somehow, uh, that can feel super real to you and then you'll concoct a whole story as to how, well, it must have been something someone else did to them because, you know, it couldn't have been that mm. our marriage was on the rocks or what have you. So she's yeah. just, she's not ready yet. To... Or something physical like a, a head injury or a brain tumour or, or something. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably very real, Russell thinks, but there's got to be an actual medical reason for it, whether yeah. that's a physical or a mental reason. Yeah, I think that's where James is. James is going to want to see any evidence that there's anything actually sinister going on rather than just what we've had from, from Kiana so far, I think. Although, yeah, I totally appreciate that Kiana believes it and and is obviously in pain. Although he is considering hiding his sketchbook. Okay, before Malcolm appears, she says, just even if you don't believe me, Try to avoid inhaling the incense. 
it'll just be better for everyone. Um, and then Malcolm appears, he says, Silly me, I seem to have misplaced my keys. Thankfully, uh, Alicia was right there and helped me unlock the office, but, well, here we go. What a goof I am. Um, let's go to the meditation hall. We're a bit behind, but hopefully right in time. Great. Uh, either way. So, the meditation hall is a large open space with lots of windows and natural light. It is quite warm at the moment. There is a entering, there's a table in the middle of the room with a sign on it. You can't read it from where you are at the moment. Next to it, there are several stacks of paper and on the table, there's also an incense stick burning. At the back of the room, there are two doors, one of which has a toilet sign on it, uh, as well as a really big tapestry that is about like 50 inches wide and covers the entire length of the wall all the way down to the floor. It depicts a human silhouette bright light all around it. In the background is a lotus-shaped flower. Is there any sign of somewhere that might lead to an underground room? Because I think Russell is remembering that journal page that said find the underground room in the meditation hall. You see the doors, you see the tapestry. Um, and that's... Does the tapestry reach the floor? It could be behind either doors. It does reach the floor. So there could be something behind the tapestry as well. Could be. As you enter, Sage is like, finally, everyone is here. She takes center stage. Uh, she says, the next activity will offer you true connection to those close to you. It will be an opportunity to explore deep down your relationship with another human being. For of course, we are one, but we perceive each other as separate. But the, the energy connecting us, Aurora's, are one, uh, like a like a vision spectrum, separate, separate colors, but overall one big beautiful tapestry. The information is on the table. You can uh, form an orderly queue and read the instructions. Uh, next to it are your pieces of paper and pens. Pick one up, find a comfortable space in the room and get to writing. Great, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, Karen, I think we'll, we'll pick up some the, the supplies that we need, and then... Um... Oh, wait. Uh, before you pick up anything, you are about to enter incense area, and I know you haven't mentioned anything about trying to avoid inhaling it. So I, I was just about to say, um, is, there, is, is the door still open in here? Like, is no. there still an, an entrance to, to the outside world? Uh, the door um, is closed. Okay, in that case, uh, my, my intention was going to be to um, go and grab the stuff that that, uh, that that we need, and then to position myself as far away from the uh, from the source of incense as possible while while working. But as you grab the stuff, I mean, yeah, like I would be holding my breath as I approach. I assume okay. that the tent isn't so big as to as to be prohibited of that. Yes, um, but you are entering a queue. So that means you might have to hold your breath for a little while. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that there was a cue for these things. Um, in that case, the most sensible thing is probably to hang back, wait for everyone else to grab their stuff while sort of near the edge and then to go as a group a bit later. And we can just... And I think I think Karen will, will say this out loud. Um, she'll say to the others, um, looks like there's a bit of a cue for um, writing things. Maybe it's better for us to hang back a little and then uh, we can all go at the same time um, so we don't inhale too much of it. Malcolm, of course, appears a little in a little bit and he might see you hang back if you are. Hi, Malcolm. Um, we were just talking about how nice this uh, area is. Um, we were talking about maybe going for a walk after this. It is beautiful and there is free time to go for a walk after lunch. However, I know you're not uh, starting with the activity. Is there something? We were just discussing our favorite nutritional supplements. Which one is yours? Oh my goodness. And he starts. <laughs> 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 he oh, obviously can't actually. pick just one. Don't be ridiculous. Just your top 50 maybe. <laughs> All right. And after a little while, the queue has thinned. You see, if you pay attention, that 
the people exiting the queue who have already picked up the paper, uh, they sit in chairs on the floor or lean against the wall, and they're writing in concentration, but unlike you, they have wide, slightly unnerving smiles on their faces, and some are even giggling a little bit randomly. Kiana shudders subtly while Malcolm isn't looking as he sees that. She takes a deep breath and she says, well, I'm gonna go pick up uh, my paper. She puts on a fake smile on her face and she walks to the table. Do you, th- do you think she's right? The people do look quite smiley. I, I might just, um, I might just hold my breath a bit while I pick up the paper. Might be for the best. It's certainly not unknown for there to be gases which can induce euphoria, but I've never heard of them being put in incense. Uh, in fact, as you approach the table, you see that not only are you supposed to pick up the paper and the pen, there is an entire page stuck to the table of instructions about what to do. Reading it while trying to hold your breath uh, will require a constitution roll. However, if you can manage to read the entire handout out loud on one breath, I will give everyone a bonus die. Ooh. I will take that challenge. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to play the trumpet as a child. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know well, what, Noxicals, take this. <laughs> <laughs> Trust you, I back you to do this. <laughs> Okay. I was going to play the used to be a lifeguard card, but I feel like yours trumps mine. Trump. Well, I mean, it's it's see what I get there. <laughs> Very good. Okay, here we go. Gratitude journaling. Welcome to your first activity here at Heartland Hill Retreat. We hope you've enjoyed your time in the bonding yurt and are feeling happy and smiley already. You've got a chance to appreciate something that means a lot to you. Now let's do the same with someone who means a lot. Take a piece of paper from the table here and a pen. Find a comfortable place to sit or rest in the room and get to writing. Don't rush. Spend time meditating on and thinking about the person. Imagine them being here with you and just write about them. Don't overthink it right from the heart. Now get started. You have 90 minutes. <laughs> That's that was beautiful. Hey. That was That's a thing of beauty. That was hero. amazing, Nox. That was hard. I feel well a done. Like I've got a faint. <laughs> Bonus dice. I like how your voice got higher and higher. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, I was leaning right into the mic as well to get it out. <laughs> Okay, uh, everyone, as you approach to read the instructions and grab your thing, please roll me a constitution roll with a bonus die. Okay. Provided you're holding your breath. Yeah. I've only got 44 cons, so the bonus die is probably a good, a good thing. Yeah! 38. I got a one. <laughs> oh! Hooray! Woo. That is just a success from me, uh, although did need the bonus die for it, so... Uh, very, very grateful to you, Noxicals, for that. Absolutely. I got a six, so extreme success. Well done. Everyone succeeded? Yes. Amazing. However... Oh, no, come on. Reading the instructions, especially while holding your breaths, is an uncomfortable and confusing experience. I don't know if you've seen the handouts, but there are little strange symbols drawn on the paper, and as you read the paper while holding your breath, they seem to start dancing and moving around the page and trying to hold your breath and concentrate at the same time starts to create a bit of unease and discomfort for you. You can't tell if it's because you're lightheaded from holding your breath or if there's something really, really wrong with these little symbols. Everyone roll me sanity, please. Mm. Oh my word. Oh, I got a one as well. Hey! Oh, lucky you. I got a 34 against a son of 49. That is a 25 for me, which is a success. Did anyone fail? Yeah, I got a 92, which is definitely over 58. 1d3, please. Oof. Harsh. Alright, that's two sanity. Wait, no, that's one sanity gone. I forgot how a d3 works. Okay, you can lose that. And is there any is there any like visual indication from Nicola that that she's taken this like mental damage? How would you like to instinctively respond to that 
Nicola. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be very obvious. No. So there's little symbols scattered on this, and they look kind of um, for the purpose of the listeners. Um, I know because I drew them, and also because we have handles. Uh, it's almost it's like a kind of a calligraphic um, line drawing, almost like a kind of a a lotus plant, and then with like a sort of a crossed circle in the middle. Who knows what's going on? Repeated several times, and I guess she gets kind of a headache sort of feeling. Like they start going fuzzy in her vision, and it just makes the paper uncomfortable to look at. So picture her just kind of like squinting her eyes a little bit, um, and sort of like oh, like holding her head. Okay. You can see also Kiana is blinking repeatedly on her way back, kind of, but also while still maintaining a fake smile as much as she can. She kind of looks at you all and, like, kind of indicates to her smile. Oh, yeah. Fake smiles. Fake smiles? Fake smiles. Gotta be smiling. All day, every day. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, I think if, if, she, if she notices um, Nicola kind of uh, squinting a little and, and looking like she's got a bit of a headache, um, Karen would just give her like a gentle nudge uh, and a smile and, and like sort of mime, like point to her and then do the like okay hand symbol to be like, you okay? You all right? Of course, you don't know if uh, she's trying to make sure you're right or if she's ac- accidentally um, <laughs> whistle dogging you. Dog whistling? <laughs> Wolf whistling? Fascist? I don't know. <laughs> that thing? <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, yeah, like there's no there's no <laughs> sultry wink accompanying this. Um okay, and then you grab your papers and you position yourselves and you write something. The activity is done in silence and there's Malcolm and the other staff members around kind of vaguely overseeing it. When the 90 minutes pass, Malcolm comes up to you, he gathers up your group, smiling at you, checking to make sure everyone's smiling back, and he says, I thought we'd do another fun sharing opportunity. Why don't we talk a little bit about what we've written? What, what have you written in, in your journals? Would any, and then we can, we can take a lunch, there will be a buffet. We'll set it up in a moment. In fact, we've set it up while you were writing. And uh, let us know. Uh, let, let me know. What have, what have you written? Let's, let's take a moment to share and bond again. Lots of glancing about at the group to see who's going to be brave enough to speak <laughs> up first, right? Because I think James's immediate thought is if he's expecting us to have been slightly weirdly happy high, then... We've got to kind of say the right things as well, right? Potentially. Mm. I think Russell is going to have been just quite honest and straightforward in what he's he's writing. He's not going to have put on like a kind of massively fake jolliness, but it's it's quite simple and it's quite heartfelt. And he's written about his mentor back in medical school, one Dr. Sims, who he still is in close contact with. And he's talked about how much he respects this man and how he feels like he owes him just about everything and how he really loves talking to him, both in terms of uh, talking shop, getting his ideas on um, various medical cases and also just going around and having a cup of tea with him. That's just lovely. James? Um, I wrote about my brother, David, who... um we just have a really close relationship and um, I can open up to him about anything, you know? We just have a, a real bond. Um, it's really clear that he really cares about me and I really care about him and we, you know, we text each other almost every day and um, yeah, it's just, I feel really, and, and if anybody looks glancing can see James like searching for the right slightly like slightly hippy dippy word so i just feel really blessed that he's in my life malcolm nods in approval yes yeah silently mouths the word hashtag (laughs) hashtag heart hill retreat (laughs) 
Nicola? Uh, Nicola sort of tilt, like, <laughs> looks hesitantly down at her paper and then, like, adjusts its tilt slightly to make sure it can only be read by her. Um, and then says, uh, through, like, this kind of slightly strained smile, Yes, I wrote about my mother, Lindsay, who is just so supportive and, you know, we really, we're like sisters, really. Um, we do a lot of things together and she just, I feel like she always understands me. You know, I think that's the best thing, best thing about her. Uh, just, yeah, really really blessed, you know, like just, just really blessed to have been adopted, I would say. I can really feel the, the joy in your words, Nicola. It's very inspiring. Thank, thank yes. you. Can I make a quick psychology roll, Fedra? For Nicola, Mal- she's lying. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Does, does, Mal- does Malcolm seem happier with what we're saying now than he did when we were talking about our personal items? Uh, since you noticed it before, yeah, I think so. He seems happier. Well, he's, he seems much more like, oh, this is what I expected. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Karen? Uh, I've written about my best friend, Rena. Um, we lived together for a while um, while we were at university, and uh, she was always there for me. Um, we, we used to uh, play, I used to play lacrosse together, and we'd... Uh, go out um you know three nights a week together and uh, <laughs> uh help each other get up for lectures the following morning when we really didn't want to get out of bed um i didn't see her as much as i'd like to um now that i've moved away and, and moved in with my boyfriend but um you know we still talk a lot and she's still my best friend and she always will be lovely and then it's uh, Talia's turn, who talks a little bit about her little sister. She says, oh, she's, she's so amazing. She's just the best thing in my life. I'm just... And then she gets a bit carried away and she says, I'm just so sad that I don't get to see her as much as I'd like to sometimes, you know? And then she kind of realizes what she's done and her eyes widen for a moment. And Malcolm says... You know, Talia, it's important that we don't dwell on the negatives here. You know, for you, it might be just some difficulty grasping just how positive it is to have such a good relationship with someone and dwelling on the negatives, but you speaking about it so in-depth might have a negative effect on the others around you don't you know it's as the rules say it's important that we don't drag each other down so try to try to reframe those memories as what they really are which is as your friends here will say a blessing kiana kiana once again talks about her a school friend who spent a lot of attention to her and she just felt so great that they got along so well and they always pushed each other to do better and they always uh, enjoyed spending as much time in school around each other as possible. And then he says, okay, well, uh, grab some delicious vegan snacks. We have uh, a healthier salad option. And uh, for those of you who are not scared to put an extra pound on, we have some vegan pizzas with spinach and fake cheese. I do love fake cheese. It's better than the real thing. That's what I always say. <laughs> Come on, that, that, that's gonna require a roll. <laughs> fake cheese requires a sound roll, surely. Come on, Malcolm's gonna go for this, surely. He loves that stuff. Malcolm <laughs> is like, well, if you're not scared of the extra fat. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I gotta watch my waist waistline anyway. Gonna go off get some pizza. I don't want to talk to this of guy. Of course, anymore. at the table, there's still an incense. Oh no. Mm-mm. No. Is the incense by the pizza? It's 
This is the second one actually has appeared on the other side of the table, so there's incense around all the food. <laughs> there's incense in every pizza, like a birthday candle. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can use frankincense in cooking. Oh no! Probably <laughs> not on pizza. <laughs> oh, in salads? Boy. Suddenly wishing I brought some uh, snack bars or something. This this is no good. Kiana says, I have brought some cans of beans, but I'm not sure there's enough for everyone. Um, I'm not sure beans are what we need, given what happened earlier. You make a good point. Sorry, that's just what I carry for emergencies. Why did they you... last forever. Emergency beans. Why did you bring beans? For emergencies. Did your, did your partner say anything about the food here? Do we need to be worried about the food? I I don't know. I, I hadn't thought of that. She didn't say anything. I just assumed because you brought beans. I bring the beans everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're your I... treasured possession on your character sheet. <laughs> They're my actual treasured possession. This is not helping us think Kiana is sane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I give the others like a very knowing, wide-eyed look. <laughs> she takes beans everywhere. This is my friend, Mr. Beans. <laughs> oh, God. I take him everywhere. <laughs> she says, did you see? Um, sorry, Ma yeah, Malcolm, we're just going. Bye. Malcolm, says, Malcolm is ahead of you and he's filling his plate with salad. It's Malcolm and, um, happily breathing in the incense and stuff. Yeah, he's like taking big whiffs and just like, ah, yes. <laughs> love it. Love the smell of this incense. Love the smell of mysterious Lunch. drugs in the morning. <laughs> If we truly believe that they are trying to harm us in some way with the incense, then I would imagine anything adulterating the food would also be something they'd use. Well... What can they really do to a salad, R right? I mean, there's no... Is there any obvious dressing on the salad? I'm sure there's dressing. Some But vegan it, dressing of some is sort. It, is it on the salad or is it in a bottle at the side? Smart, if it, smart. Yeah, probably on the side to keep it fresh, isn't it? Exactly. So I'm just mm. going to get some plain vegetables. I'm going to uh, pop yes. up, hold my breath, grab, my, grab myself some lovely, lovely flavorless salad. Okay, roll me another con with a bonus die. Yeah. Okay. And anyone um, who wants to grab food also. Flavorless salad. I like this approach. I'm going to copy uh, I it. I have failed my con roll, unfortunately. That's a 58 versus 44. You take a long time contemplating the salad. No. Why did and... there have to be red onion? <laughs> <laughs> and inevitably, before you go you end up taking an in-breath and inhaling some of the incense for the first time. Did anyone else fail? I got an exact tie. That's a success, right? Yeah. Whew. Russell has failed. Russell, you too. You also contemplate the red onions. <laughs> You're just like, ah, shit. And I was <laughs> thinking, yeah, I was yeah. thinking he was probably going to take a small amount of various different things and... He's almost like testing it to see if that he can smell anything or if there's like anything that feels like it's been drugged. In which case you didn't even hold your breath in the first place. Mm. Uh, but the other two passed, is that right? Yes. And mm -hmm. Kiana passed. Um, Russell and James, you start feeling a little bit lightheaded, kind of like you're a little bit buzzed, but in a nice way. The, there's a certain certain type of kind of wooziness, but also at the same time, you feel compelled to smile, and you just feel kind of a rush of endorphins. You feel like whatever is happening must be a good thing. This is great. You are still yourselves. You're not like you know completely brainwashed, but you have this this inner compulsion if you can, to overlay positive interpretations on things. You're not, you're not in a bout, you're just, yeah. you know, you have a bit of a, a rose-tinted glasses on. In which case, It's... do you know what? Fuck it, I will, I will go to walk away with my salad and I'll go, eh, what's the worst that can happen? And I'll go back and I'll drown that shit in dressing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if... If you do know what's happening, if you feel like you clock it and you want to do something about it, it would require a hard power roll 
for you to intensely think negative things to get out of it. Uh, or, and based on what Kiana has told you, you could also read negative things, or you could have someone else tell you negative things. Any chance I can try and grab James's arm as he goes for the uh, salad dressing? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Do you say that out loud? Oh, God. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to roll for it first. Hey, we never rolled for luck. Oh, shit. <laughs> you never love. I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting. No, Would anyone like yet. to roll for luck? Yes. I'm really bad at remembering to roll for luck. So my one dog is trained. Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. 3d6 times 5, is that right? Yeah. Okay, 55. We spent an entire episode without luck scores. I've got 50. That is a 50 for me as well. That's very average, everyone. Well done. Who's got the party <laughs> luck then? It's 50 the lowest. Yeah. Oh, that's two of us with 50. We're 50, 55, and 60. Look at you go. That's quite strong, isn't so it? So what do we nice. have? We have 50, 50. 55. I got 60. 55 and 60. There we go. So average. Amazing. Very good. Okay, well, I'm going to roll luck to see whether I'm smart enough to keep the no, no, no under my breath. Uh, roll luck. Well, actually, does it have to be luck or should I, can I roll? No, my luck's higher than my intelligence. Haha, <laughs> forget about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. That's a 17. So yeah, no, I, I do no, with my eyes. Do no with your eyes and try to grab James, who's about to pour a bunch of dressing on his salad. Don't do it. This is where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> oh, what a cliffhanger. She's done it again. <laughs> Digestive. The salad dressing is sulfuric acid. <laughs> <laughs> this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Seb, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editors, Brayden and Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out the scenario book on our website and drive through RPG. Maybe send it some good vibes with a review. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsri.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you. <laughs>